This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Everyone's a Critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and today we're doing a review. I'm joined by Lim Su Ann from The Bigger Picture. Welcome back to the show, Su Ann. Thanks for inviting me back on, Sharmila. So today we are reviewing an art exhibition. It's called Tujo. It's happening at the Temu House until the 2nd of October. It's curated by Ivan Alexander Francis Gabriel. So Tujo had its first iteration during the Georgetown Arts Festival. And now it's been brought to KL with uh, some tweaks and some adaptations, I think. However, largely speaking, the concept of the show is that seven Penang-based artists were given a brief to create works inspired by the number seven and each artist created a series of seven works um a multiple approaches multiple techniques materials and so on but largely that's the idea i think beyond that there wasn't much of a brief which in itself i think offers some interesting points in terms of what we saw how that idea manifests and loosely i think the works both work in conversation with each other within a series, but also stand alone. Let's start with some overall impressions, Suen. What was your what was your impression of the show? I quite enjoyed it. I think um it it's not too it's not terribly big, but it's not terribly small either. So I quite enjoy, you know, spending part of my afternoon just walking through Tamu House um and you know looking at these different artworks and sort of going from one set to another set and enjoying how different they were and also but also the how each artist interpreted that um brief, that that number seven. Yeah, I liked I liked that the brief offers people on the one hand, a chance to really do anything, right? Um, you could reflect on that and produce seven works based on anything. But on the other hand, also the the frame or the limitation that ultimately it's seven works that you're going to put out. Um, I thought that was quite nice. And some artists took that quite literally. So we have Mandy Maung, for instance, who did Seven Deadly Sins. Um, and then others kind of, it was a loose concept where seven works in conversation with each other but don't necessarily have a perhaps a larger connection to each other. And I think both of them are fine. I really enjoyed this exhibition because of how many different things it offers. I think there's something for everyone, whether you're into more whimsical kind of art or whether you like abstract pieces or sculptures, there's a lot here to enjoy. I also think it's a very accessible show, which mm. which made it quite nice to go to on like a weekend afternoon. Um, you don't need to be the kind of person who feels... I suppose if you're the kind of person who are who's intimidated at the thought of consuming contemporary art, this isn't that kind of show. I think there's a lot to go and just enjoy. If it, if you're so inclined, take pictures for your Instagram, and hopefully in the meantime also get something to think about. Mm, I must say that's me. Um, I generally like the idea of seeing um visual arts exhibitions, but you know it can feel very intimidating, especially when they are sort of uh, when they lean towards modern art or abstract art. You know it can always feel very intimidating, and you want you wonder you know what is what does everything mean? Um, but yeah, you're right, Sharmila. It, it is quite accessible, and I think that is because of how varied the techniques were, how varied the works were that, you know, I might not have related to every single um, work, but there were definitely some that, you know, appealed to me more than others. 
So just to run through the list of artists that are featured, as I said, seven artists, all from Penang, Mandy Maung, uh, Baby Chun, Abud Faris, Maizol Afendi, Erin, Esther Geh, and White Bones. And we've said already that the works really span the spectrum of approaches, of materials. I thought maybe the easiest place to start off with would be uh, to talk about some that stood out to us because I think it gives an entry point into just how different the different works are. What were some of your favourites, Suan? So I, I, I had I definitely had a few favourites and I think they stood out to me almost immediately. The, as I was going through the space, you know, I, I immediately there were some that caught my eye. Uh, the one by Abut Faris, the one by Mandy Maung and the one by Erin. So it's the black and white 3D sculptures it's the and then the the paintings um, that reflected the seven vices and then the paper cutouts which I thought were very cool and in using something that I guess a lot of us would have would have done as a child but turning it into something really beautiful Oh, I'm glad you brought up those. Um, those were actually some of my favorites as well. Um, so maybe if we kind of unpacked some of them, that would be that would be actually a nice way to talk about the themes that we often saw. And in an interesting way that almost mirrored each other, even though I don't think they were necessarily trying to connect with each other's works, because all of the all of the works that you just mentioned to me um, largely ruminate on feelings of maybe melancholy, you know, some amount of feeling trapped, some amount of frustration, but at the same time, visually, they're very, very striking as well. So Abut Faris's works, um, I think there's basically because the show first happened in Georgetown, there was a particular series and I caught the show there. Not all the pieces made it here. So we saw a few new pieces being introduced. So even though there are seven works from Abut Faris here, uh, they are two different series and and you can see the distinction because one particular collection of works they basically if you haven't seen them the best way i can explain them is they 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 mimic the feel of heads being trapped in bags and then hung up. Now, if that sounds disturbing, that's exactly how it looks when you're in the presence of these works, right? It is. Um, and you and I spent a lot of time, Suan, essentially talking about how just the more you look at them, the more uncomfortable they feel. Hmm. It's There's something, it makes you feel like you're trapped in there as well. I think because it's something that, it, it sort of evokes a certain fear in you seeing that um, the, 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 the image of a head being trapped in a plastic bag and being pulled and being stretched and, and held, right? There's a heaviness to it that's, you know, that really gets to you. And it's, you can't help but stare at it despite how, horrifying in a way it might be it's not graphic in that sense you know it's not horrifying in a graphic sense but it's just horrifying in that feeling that it evokes in you and I thought that it was so beautifully done that you know something like that had been able to get us thinking like that mm. and then in contrast the other works that um, Abud Faris has shown also faces also pieces that don't necessarily that that feel kind of very tactile and sculptural but then have a kind of fluidity and a beauty to them uh they they're sort of concealed faces in sculptures that are positioned in different ways very beautiful very modern art i think the vibe of it but those in a way didn't have that same revulsion in, instead i think they feel kind of weird and cool and interesting and again very eye-catching to me uh Similarly, I felt I felt like Erin's works, which are all paper cutout 
beautifully done, just so much skill involved. And I think immediately catches your eye. And then when you go closer and you look at the details, they basically range from evoking some fairly disturbing imagery of um, spiders, for instance, of insects, of things that crawl. Um, and then these are juxtapositioned with more uh, traditionally, I think, pretty or, or uh, whimsical imagery like butterflies and fairies. And I really love that series. I thought Erin's Paper Cutout series was probably one of my favorites. And that's because I, I think juxtapos juxtaposing beauty, but also uh, fear and revulsion together was something that those works did really well. Hmm. To me, in those works, there was sort of a, 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 a the theme of death as well in there, you know, of life and death. Because the more you look at, you know, when you first look at it, you, you see something totally different from one minute later, the more you stare at it and the more you notice these little details, which actually make the works um, even more endearing to me in a way. And it was just so beautiful to see how each piece is different from each other and yet they all tell some sort of narrative, which when you look at all seven of them together was really beautiful. And they evolve as well, right? Mm. The way they are hung, uh, the stories basically move from being more fraught, more tense, more terrifying uh, towards being calmer and more life-affirming in some sense. And, you know, it's a bit simplistic to say it reflects on the cycle of life and death. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put that kind of... Um, easy read on this but I think that the works really do kind of touch on a, a feeling that you have when you think about when you look at nature actually it's a very easy uh, tell about how life can simultaneously be cruel and beautiful and I thought those works really evoked those and you mentioned that you enjoyed Mandy Maung's series as well um, what about that stood out to you? I think it's the mix of the seven sins with the whimsical because the way that um, all seven paintings were done were in a very, you know, when you just look at it, when you don't look too deep into its meaning, it's very fun, it's very whimsical, you know, pictures of candy and, and very bright colours um, all included in the seven works. And I think at, at first glance, you think that this is a very fun and light set of paintings. Um, but then the more you look at it, you know, the when you try to when I tried to understand which of the seven sins it represented or which of the you know, and it's not necessarily just one of the seven. It felt like it incorporated um at least a few of them in each of the painting. And then I and I think that juxtaposition I really liked, you know, that a lot of things in life you enjoy, it's very fun for you, but at the same time, you know, you can't help but also reflecting on how it could be a sin as well. I love the pop art sensibility of mm. Mandy's works. Um, you know, I there's one particular piece which is my favorite. Uh, it's I'll say it. It's a picture of Najib, and it's got bits of popcorn glued onto it. The colors are really popping. Um, I thought it was so clever. I think it's also off the, very off the moment, so perhaps that's why it resonated with me. But overall, I think the use of the sort of hyper. Um, 
hyper pop art, hyper Instagrammy kind of visuals, but to make a larger point was very clever. Mm. And speaking of Instagram, actually, one of the pieces, or actually maybe a couple of the pieces in that set, which I found really interesting, was one was a painting of um, Michelangelo's David, and another was the painting of a rather scantily clad woman, and it was all sort of overlaid with the words Tutop Aura, and I thought that was a really clever interpretation of how, you know, on Instagram, everyone's out for these kind of photos, right? If you happen to be traveling in Italy, if you had the chance to see that sculpture, you would be taking photos of it. Um, of uh, but and yet, you know, these are the exact same kind of situations where we hear people saying, "Well, you shouldn't be. You should do top outright." But and and that juxtaposition, you know, I thought I really liked. We are talking about Tujo that's happening in Temu House until the 2nd of October. It's an art exhibition that features seven works each from seven Penang-based artists. We'll be back after this. Keep it here on Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Best Flipping Moments, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by Lim Soo Ann from The Bigger Picture. And together we are reviewing Tujo, which is showing at Tamu House until the 2nd of October. It's curated by Ivan Alexander Francis Gabriel. And we've highlighted some of our favourites. Um, I just wanted to very quickly highlight a couple of others that I enjoyed. Uh, there's a series of abstracts by Maisul Effendi called Rabak. I think of all the works on show, and to be honest, most of the works grapple with themes of grief and loss in some way. And that might be a product of the last few years that we've had, because these are works that were created in that period. But the clearest was probably Maisel's works, right? Because they directly respond to difficulties during the pandemic, the loss of a friend, um, and you know, as abstracts go, I felt like these were very, very powerful. I thought that the the energy of the works, the energy of the technique, the colours that are used, uh, some of them because of the size, some of the abstracts are huge works. Uh, I really enjoyed them. They may not be as accessible or as immediately uh as immediately drawing for the audience as some of the others. But I think that if you spend some time with Maisel's works, they can be hugely rewarding. Mm. I think I do kind of see where you're getting at with the time aspect because, you know, I must admit for someone like me, I didn't really get it at first. Um, not that much now, Okay, I, I will admit, um, because I'm not used to um, these sorts of works, right? But after some time, and, and sometimes it helps sort of stepping back further away from the paintings and look at it from a distance because that helps to that helped to give me perspective on sort of the emotions that the paintings would the the works were trying to evoke and what I could see within it. And I think it it and, and I think it just shows me that it's really up to me as the person viewing it to decide what emotions it's um what emotions I'm feeling from that work as well, not necessarily what you know the artist is putting into it. And very quickly, uh, Off Limited Palette by Esther Gay. It's, I just needed to mention it because to me, it was a surprise. I didn't expect to enjoy this series as much. It's essentially a series of botanical illustrations, a series of watercolor paintings of various plants, flora that looks very familiar to us as Malaysians. And what's interesting about it is that Esther kept it to just seven different colors used to paint these different plants and I don't know I found them beautiful and familiar and just 
in a way welcoming that I didn't expect because at one glance they seem fairly simple and then the more time you spend with them I actually got quite into this series as a whole. Hmm. And I think it also reflects how a lot of things in nature is very similar to each other and so that's why Esther was able to use just that seven different colours and yet create such different and yet similar looking paintings and I just felt such a huge sense of nostalgia looking at these because like you said Shamila these are very familiar plants these are plants from our childhood homes you know that we would see being planted around um, the house or the neighborhood and I think that was what made me also really like the set of work. Was there anything overall or about particular works that didn't necessarily work for you? I think um, one of the main things would be that one of the works was not a set of seven. And I think that threw me off a bit. I, would, I don't know if I would say that it didn't work, but it definitely threw me off because I went in expecting sort of seven pieces by seven artists and just seeing one piece, I think, meant I... I realised that I didn't spend as much time with that particular work, which was by Bibi Chun, um, because it was just one rather big piece, you know, and I remember it, but I also remember just looking at it and not spending as much time as I did with the other works. Yeah, so Bibi Chun's work uh, is called 7 July and is a visualisation of the 7th of July last year, which saw a record number of suicide cases in Malaysia and also was a time when a, 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 a huge amount of other things were happening in Malaysia politically because of the pandemic. It's a very clever piece. I think as a piece, um, you know, and we recognize it because it uses a very, very popular viral meme that, uh, you know, went around last year featuring a former prime minister sitting on the toilet. Anyway, um, but... Yeah, I think that in the spirit of the exhibition, it it felt a little bit like a placeholder. Um, and I say this also because, again, having gone to the, the original version in Georgetown, Bibi Chun did have a series of seven works there. Mm. Um, so I don't know whether the evolution was because those works have been sold. Um, but I think I just felt slightly let down that we didn't get to see this artist's vision manifested in that seven works format um, because you know not everybody would have gone to both exhibitions mm. I want to say also what kind of didn't work for me was just what was less accessible to me like in the case of the abstract um, paintings but I don't know if that's necessarily a um, negative point or a positive point because the, the it goes back to what we were talking about earlier right the variety of work meant the exhibition as a whole was more accessible to more people but it also means that you just might resonate with some pieces more than others. I think that's actually the strength of a group exhibition like this, right? Mm -hmm. Where there's so much variety on display that if you don't like or resonate with some of the works, it's kind of okay. And in the opposite sense, if something in particular brings you in, so if you come in because you enjoy cutouts, if you come in because you enjoy sculptures, then you might also be led to... to um, discover something that you may not have realized you mm. like um, and then you discover new artists or you discover new works or techniques so I actually really enjoy group shows for exactly this reason and I wanted to close off by asking you overall in terms of the themes in terms of the ideas that this exhibition puts forward particularly at this point in time we're coming out of the pandemic um, recovery uh, having gone through a couple of tough years for most people 
what did you think? Was was there something that you could hold on to that you took away? Hmm. I think I went away with a lot of feeling of um, nostalgia and melancholy like we were talking about at the start because that was sort of the vibes that I got throughout the whole um, exhibition from, you know, and, and I got that from almost every single artist. There was that sort of heaviness of reflecting upon the past two years, but also some sense of, I guess, hopefulness as well, right? That by putting these... Um, feelings, these thoughts, these images on paper in in a sculpture that that helps you to I guess visualize what has what you've gone through and to move forward and and I don't know I really enjoyed that that um, sort of experiencing these different um, works by different artists and seeing and and really discovering what I like and what I didn't realize that I would like as well. I agree. I think melancholy, um, heaviness frustration were Mm. some of the main themes for me. Uh, But alongside hope, I think the other thing that I took away was perhaps, and and I'm so hesitant to say this word because people overuse it so much, resilience. Mm. Um, I feel like all of the works had a sense of uh, strength to them, had a a feeling of, you know, whether it's the colours, whether it's the, uh, the forcefulness of imagery, there's something very pushy in a good way about most of the works that were being shown. And I think at a time like this, when you're taking on themes that already make you feel uncertain, it's it's interesting to also have a, a strength to the works. And I enjoyed that. And seeing it all in one place made me feel... It's like, yes, I can reflect on a difficult two years, but I didn't leave feeling down. Mm. And I think that's important for an exhibition like this. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Definitely would recommend it for others, you know, because there's sort of a bit for everyone there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that if you're looking for a nice afternoon to look at some interesting artworks that won't leave you feeling like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, I think this is a great exhibition to check out. Um, we have been talking about Tujo, which is happening at the Mo House until the 2nd of October. If you'd like more information, you can check out their social media pages. Uh, just search for the Mo House. So, and thanks for reviewing this with me. It was my pleasure. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.